0: Quarterback back at the five, steps up, gets drilled. Yes, sir, he gets mashed. And that is gonna be the ball game six.
1: for him because he he had unique skills
2: just go get the quarterback I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in to go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into
3: lights out
0: Attacking in the cornerback is just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people i mean it's just like like you put all off- offensive players in one bag and i just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag so each time he came over there i tried to tear his damn head off let's play some football let's play some football the pressure is on this is Off The
2: Edge on Tide 100.9.
0: Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You've got to push yourself on the field when you're playing
2: football. It's my honor to present the National Championship Trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide.
1: me this is the ultimate team all these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be there's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had and they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season and they've done it magnificently
0: and I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish and going undefeated and winning the national championship.
2: Streaming live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison.
1: Hello there, good morning, welcome in to Off the Edge Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama. Crimson Tide Sports, Jacob Harrison hanging out with you, digital managing editor, TownSquare Media, Tuscaloosa, Mason Woods, intern John, Timbo, Joe Gay, they're all behind the glass helping us out this morning. 205-342-9904 if you want to join in on the fun today. More conference realignment. Discussion to be had. We got AJ Spurs thoughts on everything that has transpired yesterday, tomorrow. Hopefully we'll uh, get the same out of Joey Blackwell. But it's it's about the only thing you can read about when it comes to college football these days. Now, is there a lot of things going on? Of course, uh, we got Keelan Robinson, uh, you know, talking trash about Alabama, you know inspiring horns downs all across the state. There, there, there's other things going on. It's all good. But the interesting part about all of that is honestly, the fact that, you know, that helps spark a, a, a rivalry that is soon to exist because of the conference realignment. That is, that is happening. Now it's interesting. You go back to last year, Texas and Oklahoma, both jumped ship from the big 12 and it kind of blindsided all of us, right? We we're like, whoa, whoa, what's going on here? Why? And it doesn't, it, it didn't really start to make sense until about this time when USC and UCLA jump ship to the big 10. And now we're more aware of the fact this has so much more to do with television deals with media riots and those types of things. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's a shame. It and I, I saw uh, an exchange yesterday involving Josh Pate because it's always Josh Pate. Uh and talking about it you know, your perspective on this is wholly determined determined by how you consume college football. Do you consume college football nationally or do you consume it regionally and it was a question that I posed to AJ Spur yesterday was is this conference realignment game is it going to ruin the regionality of college football after all we have a conference that will soon have Rutgers and USC and UCLA on the same conference and you know AJ and I joked, it's not that much different than Miami being in the same conference as Boston College, as Syracuse. Right? It's not that much different. That's a really long way to go. The perspective of it is just different because it's not east to west. It's not the the width of the country. It's the length, and our country is wider. That you know, it, it's short and stubby, right? But when it comes down to it, distance is not something that matters now as much as it used to? Does regionality still matter as much as it used to? And I think that is a question that can only be answered by fans and can only be answered by the fans with their money, right? With their television viewing time. And ultimately, that means that the TV people win out because what you're going to do is watch football. What you're going to do is watch college football. Mason and I were talking about, you know, and we'll get into this a little bit deeper as the show goes on, but the fact that Notre Dame holds so much power right now, Notre Dame can determine, based off of what it decides to do, which conferences live and which conferences die. God, I hate Notre Dame. Right? Like The fact that they hold that much power is ridiculous, and they do, and we'll, we'll dive into it later. But, but, let's say Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten. There's a real good thought about, first of all, the fact that so many of their rivals are in the Big Ten already. Not so many of their rivals are in the ACC. And that has only been bolstered by USC's addition to the Big Ten. But imagine a Saturday in October, roughly November 2, I don't care, where Ohio State is in South Bend in a night game. That's fun. It's new, you know. 30 years from now it won't be new, but hey, we still get up for for a lot of our rivalry games that are older than dirt. There's something there. And sure, there's a regionality aspect. We're talking about a team that's in Indiana playing other teams in that region of the country. That's fine. But don't tell me you're not... It's got to wiggle a little bit for USC going to the horseshoe, right? For, For USC going to the big house. For USC going to Happy Valley. Come on! And all of those schools, if USC ever gets back to prominence... This is the only way this counts. If USC ever gets back to prominence and they can fill up the Coliseum again, <laughs> but all of those schools go into the Coliseum. If UCLA can ever get back to prominence, prominence, all of those schools go into the Rose bowl, which I don't think anybody's brought up yet. Cause now let's shift gears to the PAC 12. The PAC 12 is going to die. That is my prediction. I it, AJ said something similar yesterday. He also said the Big 12 was going to die. I don't think the Big 12 is going to die. I have shifted course on the Big 12. The Big 12 is not wasting any time. The Pac-12 is going to die. It cannot survive. I don't think. Now, the one conference I'm completely. I have no idea what's going to happen to them is ACC. No idea. I, I cannot figure it out. It all rides on what Notre Dame does. It does. If Notre Dame goes to the ACC, they're fine. They got nothing to worry about. If Notre Dame goes to the Big Ten, the ACC is probably screwed. North Carolina is another one. Uh, North Carolina is a massive brand in all of this. And wherever they go, Duke follows, right? So, And the basketball side of this thing should not be eliminated. The Big Ten and the SEC both want that power in basketball, which means they want North Carolina and Duke. But back to the Pac-12. The Pac-12 is going to die. Why is the Pac-12 going to die? Here's why the Pac-12 is going to die. It's because the Big 12 and the Big 10 are both trying to poach all of its big schools. And by all of its big schools, the Big 10's already won one one part of that battle by winning over USC and UCLA. If they can pull Oregon and Washington too, the Pac-12's screwed. The Pac-12 is going to die. If they can't, then the Big 12 is coming after the rest of the conference. The Big 12 is coming after Arizona and Arizona State and Utah. Those three, I truly believe, as well as Colorado. Those four, actually. Those four, I truly believe the Big 12 could pull any given year, right? It it, it, just, it doesn't have to be, you know, the special realignment period that apparently we're under. No, any any given time, the Big 12 could pull them. And if the Big 12 can pull them, That leaves Oregon and Washington in a conference all by themselves alongside Washington State and Stanford. The Pac-12 is already dead at that point. So then what did those four programs do? They got to figure it out. Either those four programs call up Boise State and San Diego State and SMU and they hope for the best or they go to the Big Ten. Well, they go to the SEC, or they just go to the Big Twelve. The Pac-12 is screwed because what what is the Pac-12 doing right now? Well, they say they're not sitting on their hands. They say, you know, they're they're pursuing things, and they are. They've opened up their media rights. Uh, what's the word for it? Negotiations. So, ESPN, NBC, CBS. Anybody can now talk to the Pac-12. Because they're all so interested in airing Pac-12 games. Now, after USC and UCLA are gone, because, and I was reading an athletic article about this, and and, and the point was made so perfectly. If you're Oregon and Washington, don't you want to know what the numbers are for the TV deal? If it's opening back up, I mean, the, the TV deal for the Pac-12 ends in like 2024, right? So you want to know what's coming next before you jump to the Big Ten and the SEC. Both of which already have massive TV deals set in stone, hence why they can make these moves. But what does it matter? The Pac-12 doesn't have anything like what the SEC and the Big Ten have. They don't have anything close to it. They just lost the two closest things they had outside of Oregon, who cannot get over the hump and win the Pac-12, and just lost its great, great, great head coach, Mario Cristobal, who is doing wonders down in Miami all of a sudden. And Washington, who finished at the bottom of the North Division this past season. With Utah, the reigning champion of the Pac-12, almost definitely out of the equation. Almost definitely going to the Big 12, I feel like. what, What is the Pac-12 selling these TV networks? What can they possibly hope to get? And if you say... You know, if you're, the, if you're the conference and you're saying, well, this isn't the full package, we're going to call Boise State, San Diego State, and SMU, and Lord knows who else, and we're going to do our best. You know, even though the Big Twelve is on the offense and is saying we're going to pull your schools in, and the Pac-12 is on the defense and can't pull any schools from the Big 12. Yeah, I think AJ made a great point when we talked to him about
3: how the Big 12 went and got the best up-and-coming program so that no one else could do it.
1: They did. But now they're not panicking, they're fighting. They're fighting to survive and I respect the hell out of that. They put the onus on the Pac-12. So yeah, the Pac-12 can say they're they're not sitting on their hands, but honestly what can they expect to get done? No no media program is going to buy what they're selling. They've already failed at the Pac-12 network. They failed to get into the playoffs except for once in the first year. Twice. They've been in the playoffs twice. Am I wrong? Washington made it, right? Either way, those are both very early on. They haven't even gotten close. Utah's gotten semi-close. Every time Oregon is put in the top six, they lose the next week. They don't have anything to sell these, these media packages. These TV networks are not going to buy the Pac-12. But what's the Pac-12 doing? And this is what has me worrying for the ACC. The Pac-12 is looking at setting up a new bowl in Las Vegas with the ACC. Cool. First of all, the Pac-12 they're going to hold their championship games if they're able ever able to have any more after this season at Allegiant Stadium. Big A+, plus, by the way. I'm I'm not a fan of championship games taking place at a home field inside the conference. I'm just not. Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, that is a perfect spot for the Pac-12. Should it find a way to exist to hold its championship games? But if what you're worried about right now are BCS balls and trying to make one up when you've just lost your two powerhouse schools? You're screwed. You're screwed. Because what that also acknowledges is what I said earlier. Nobody's really talked about this. The Rose Bowl. Why should the Rose Bowl continue to be tied to the Pac 12? It's home school. UCLA is now in the Big Ten, which has always been tied to the Rose Bowl, right? It's, it's the it's the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. I mean, not always, but it is. That's the bowl bid. The winner of the Big Ten, the winner of the Pac-12, they play. Now it's more like the runner-up when the Rose Bowl is not in the playoffs and then the playoffs determine it anyway. But, hey, it is what it is. UCLA is not in the Pac-12. So now the Pac-12 has lost everything. Everything. It's got no TV rights. It's lost its two most prominent schools in terms of popularity and name recognition. Oregon and Washington and Utah are the three most successful on-field programs when it comes to the sport of football. They're all three on the way out. They've lost the Rose Bowl. They've got nothing. The Pac-12 is done. On to the ACC. ACC. The ACC entertaining the idea of playing a BCS bowl because it's a BCS bowl, like right? It, it's what else is it going to be? They're trying to make up a bowl to put it in Las Vegas so that they can draw some revenue off of it, and it's between two Power Five, Power Five, and giant hand quotations, Power Five conferences. They're trying to to make something happen. The ACC should want no part of the Pac-12. I'm not doing any business with them unless it is to pull schools away from them. And I think, I feel like the ACC is playing Mr. Nice Guy right now, and it's not a good idea, right? If you go down, I've I've got uh, a conference realignment tracker opened up. It's on uh, Sports Illustrated for the West Virginia uh, market, but it's got each conference, right? And who are the members leaving? Who are the future members? Who's? Uh, rumored to be leaving, who's rumored to be coming in, and the ACC has no movement. But all of the rumors are either they bring in Notre Dame and completely save themselves, or they lose everything the same way the Pac-12 has. And if they do, if they lose North Carolina and Duke, if they lose Clemson and Florida State, if they lose Miami and Virginia, these are these are the most prominent ones. I know you're saying Virginia. <laughs> Bear with me here. North Carolina and Virginia are the states with the two largest populations that are not absorbed by the Big Ten and the SEC. There's value within the market. Remember, TV markets are behind all of this. The viewership is behind this. Go to Fresno State's Twitter page right now. They've got a tweet up about who they serve in their TV market. Because that's the name of the game right now. UNLV could be looking at joining the Pac-12 to save its ass simply because they play at Allegiant Stadium. They're in Las Vegas, and Las Vegas is a booming sports place right now. What with the Golden Knights and the Raiders. It doesn't matter that they're, they're not overly successful. It is what it is. And having that money would help UNLV get to some sort of relevance. If the ACC plays this thing too safe, they're going to be in for a world of hurt. I think strongly that we are on a path to AFC, NFC, but I can't help but feel like the the Big 12 is putting in the work to make sure that it does not dissolve as well. And when we're we're looking at the future of this thing, Honestly, the Big Ten is on a path to having 20 schools. The SEC is on a path to having 20 schools. The Big 12 is on a path to having 20 schools. The ACC, if it dissolves, is going to be a big part of all of those. And then, honestly, you should be looking at Boise State and SMU and, uh, to a very lesser degree, UNLV and, (laughs) right, UNLV and San Diego State simply because of the markets and the West Coast. As, as the potential group of five programs to move up that to me screams three or four conferences depending on what Notre Dame does to the lifespan of the ACC I mean with three conferences though you know you're looking at the big
3: 10 the SEC and then a third you know presumably the big 12 I guess I'm sure names would be subject to change but they regardless. need to change <laughs> it, in that scenario, I mean, the Big 12 basically just turns into what the Pac-12 is now, the laughingstock of ever
1: Like, who, they're not going to compete. I think they'd have a hard time competing, but they'd have a lot of interesting matchups, and they would own, base I mean, damn near everything west of the Mississippi, right? I mean, with the exception of the most premier programs west of the Mississippi, but they would hold so much of the bulk of the Big 12 and the bulk of the Pac 12 and if they were able to swing I don't think they're getting Oregon and Washington. I think Oregon and Washington are heading to the Big 10. I think I think they're more waiting on to see the Big 10's waiting on Notre Dame obviously, but I think Notre Dame or I think the Big 10 wants all three of them. I think it'd be silly not to want all three of them. So when it comes to The makeup of the Big 12, I still think it is possible that they can come out looking somewhat stronger. But, yes, they would probably be the lesser of the four conferences. And, hey, that's got to happen, right? And you look at the NFL and its divisions. There's strong divisions and there's weak divisions, right? But you usually have somebody that can rise to the cream of the crop at the top of that. So, I don't know. I think we're headed towards three. It can be four if if the ACC gets really, really lucky. We'll take a break and come back here on Off the Edge. Tied 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
2: Hi. My caretaker was very rough with me. I thought they did it because I wasn't moving fast enough
3: Elder abuse is a crime and together we can stop it If you or someone you know has been abused, neglected, or exploited Call the Adult Abuse Hotline at 1-800-458-7214 That's 1-800-458-7214 Sponsored by the Alabama Department of Human Resources The Department of Justice ADECA Grant number 18VAVS050 The ABA and this station Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid
2: summer afternoon, the chance of a few scattered storms through the evening hours. Today's high 95, the low tonight 77. Tomorrow, partially sunny with scattered mostly afternoon and evening thunderstorms. The high also 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Off the Edge on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube for live streams and instant analysis. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues.
1: Interesting uh, little development. Keelan Robinson trying to keep his name in the news, right? Former Alabama running back, current Texas running back, and backup to Bajon Robinson. Keelan Robinson is selling his 2020 Alabama championship rings. Here's the problem with that. Dems against the rules. You can't do that. Uh... And, and, and I'll be honest, I, I very much doubt, even if they wanted to, that the NIL situation would allow for you to be able to do that because it would be a pay-for-play performance type acquisition of monetary benefits. Now, obviously, the better a player you are, the more money you earn in NIL everybody, no matter their value that is on a championship team gets these rings. So for a walk on player to get those rings, still be in school and sell those so that he makes a bunch of money, money that otherwise would not be afforded to other members of the team. It's illegal within, in the eyes of the NCAA and its rules. And honestly, I don't see it as as a rule that would ever be changed, nor should it ever be changed. Um, So as it stands, apparently this—he sold it on an episode of Pawn Stars, which I'm shocked is even still on the air. I I totally thought that was done. Didn't didn't somebody get in like a lot of trouble on that show? I I swear, like Chumley, like went to jail, dude. Like I don't don't know. Uh, Maybe I'm making stuff up. More Harrisons from Las Vegas. They give they give me a bad name. Uh, Chumley did not see jail for gun and drug charges <laughs> but he did have the charges interesting uh, innocent until proven guilty will lay off of Chumley even if appearing on the show is allowable due to NIL changes that doesn't mean that you can sell your championship ring uh, he had them up f- for sale for about 60 grand it looks like he got about 40 grand from the pawn shop so he could be on Pawn Stars for any number of reasons for an NIL deal whatever he just can't sell anything that any school has ever given him you know anything that has ever been afforded to him because of his athletic skill because of his performance or because of team success can't do that so uh keelan robinson needs to quiet down a little bit (laughs) he's not even a certain running back like what is his deal that and
3: like i just don't how does something like this happen you know like uh, part of me has to think, like, there's got to be some sort of loophole that he has, you know, people at Texas have told him, hey, this can work if you do it this way. Because, like, I, I just feel like, how would how would they, how would someone let this happen? Like, how has someone not been like, hey, Keelan, that's really dumb. You can't do that.
1: <laughs> uh, well, it's the same, you know, him being in that space last night and saying, oh, I think, you know, everything that I've seen, we can beat him. What have you seen? What have you seen? What honestly, honestly. Let's be real here, Keelan. What have you seen? He, he watched the spring game. <laughs> I mean, you uh, last I checked oh, I could be wrong, but last I checked all Texas is bringing to Austin next season is an offense. They got by John Robinson. They got Quinn Ewers. They probably won't have Keelan Robinson. <laughs> if this is anything to do with it, a Jai Hall, they'll have a Jai Hall. They've got some good receivers. they got a good offensive line. Last I checked, they don't have some awe-inspiring pass rushing unit. Last I checked. Last I checked, they don't have some awe-inspiring defensive backfield either. So, um, what are you seeing? Because Alabama's bringing probably the best defense in the country to play against that offense that you got. So, what are you seeing, Keelan? Because I'm not seeing it. I I'm trying to be unbiased here. We talked yesterday about, about about being unbiased and about criticizing players and whatnot. So, uh, I'm doing my best. I ain't seeing it, dog. <laughs> it sounds like you're holding a grudge against your ex. That's what it sounds like. Selling the rings. Maybe Keelan's realized that he has made a drastic mistake. Going to a school that had a first-round pick at running back. Those are rare. You could have went anywhere, dude, and you went to a place that had a first-round pick at running back sitting on its roster. You could have went anywhere and played for championships. You could have went anywhere, and you went to Texas. He would have played so much last season. So much. So much. And now you're holding a little grudge against the process, holding a little grudge against Nick Saban and company for, for not making you the guy. Just because you're faster than B Rob doesn't mean you're better than B Rob, right? So, I mean, this fan base thought the world of you. All of us analysts, me and me and uh, me and Kendall, <laughs> we were fired up for some Keelan Robinson. We we're like, we need that guy. We need all the speed we can get. And you jump ship, and you made the wrong decision because Texas was barely above 500. Alabama went to the natty and almost won the whole damn thing. Now, Texas is supposed to be back. They got Arch Manning. They got the quarterbacks. Sark's getting things done. NIL is working nothing but favors. And Alabama's still doing the thing. And Texas will be lucky to start the season ranked in the top 20, to be honest. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Let's jump out to the hotline and welcome in Jeff. What's going on, Jeff? Stop every next Friday at 2 p.m. I don't mind I don't. you just gonna stop talking. I don't want you stop with the buzz on your mouth. You know, know my job is to talk, and right, my yeah, name's we, on we the we show. We,
0: yeah, we ain't worried about no 2020 running back selling. I mean, you can't afford it it anyway, So what's the difference? You ain't gonna buy it. So what's the difference? And you can't sell it anyway, So why mention it? But uh, I just want to say, uh, say all this, uh, all this uh, expansion stuff up, people. I wonder what the coaches, you know, uh, the title nine. You know what that is? Yes, I know it's. Oh, I, I didn't know if you knew, but I know you're a football lover. But uh, that that was passed. It was about education at first. It had nothing to do with athletics, but they did add the word "activity" in there. Like I, like I said, thirty-seven words that changed America. I wonder what people back then, the early '70s, all these old football coaches and, and administrators said, "You can't do that."
1: Well, those people so I, are almost always wrong. If if, if their first instinct well, is well, to well, say it's going you. to ruin it, they're wrong. Well, well, I'm just saying that's what they said back then. The oh, yeah. Day. Sport but pays the be, bills. I, I don't, I don't give a damn what
0: it does. I don't give it pays one bill or the thousand. I don't care what it pays. I don't give that's a what shit. you. That's if that's you what would, you got to care if you about. Would, if if you, if you would be frugal, that's with your job. You guys, if you'd be frugal with the money you have, you wouldn't be <laughs> having to be greedy and getting more, you and wouldn't you wouldn't be successful. Like, no, you'd be successful. You just, you just, you use resources you've got, and you wouldn't be. You
1: what I would do.
0: I'm not an athletic director I, never I know, and yeah, you'll, you'll never be one, I can tell you that. You won't Neither are you, Jeff. Like, what's the point? Know, I, yeah, but, yeah, but I'd, I'd, have some, I'd have some more seats than you would. About doing sure. Like that right okay. Now. <laughs> I'd have some, you know, I'd tell you it right now.
1: The job of the all. athletic director is to bring in money. And if your football program brings in more money than other programs in that same sport, you're winning at life. Plain and simple. Well, well and if you figure out how to do it like the best AD in the world, in Greg Byrne, where you're winning championships he, oh, he, 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 and you're he, successful he, in every sport, he, he, he's the best. He's the best AD.
0: He is. He's the best AD.
1: I can count so a handful where, where, of national did, championships where, where did, under his I, tenure did, under multiple where did, sports.
0: Where did, where did where did Alabama finish in the Rector's Cup? Twenty-two.
1: There was oh, dead last. Kids. We didn't win a single national championship.
0: I am. No, I'm so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm talking about the director. Cup. I'm not talking about the leader fielder when it combines men's and women's sports. Alabama finished 22. There were three in the top ten in the SEC. Four to five. Arkansas, seven. Kentucky, nine. Kentucky can tell you it's the
1: highest. I mean, we want to point out, out one year. I can rate. point out 2020 when Alabama won multiple national championships. But and- well, that's true. Ain't no doubt about that. I don't know where they finished it. We're
0: talking about this year. We ain't talking about the pandemic. We ain't talking about the Southeast coronavirus champion. Saban Pittman-Bullin virus. Eli, go virus. Barnes, 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 former, Barnes, former it, virus. Tennessee tried to go to the COVID bowl, couldn't get a shot, couldn't play. Missouri didn't play in theirs either, cause cause some virus. Kentucky played every one of their games on time. Jack, we had no cancellations. We
1: played, didn't win them all.
0: We, well, that's, that's fine. We played them all. We didn't have you no played to win the game. We didn't have no cancellations. We didn't say, oh, COVID. I got a damn COVID virus.
1: Alabama didn't, didn't cancel any games. They beat their their oldest rival without their head coach, Jeff.
0: Well, that's true. I got
1: <laughs> or whatever.
0: I'm just telling you, we 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 played our and we, and we won it, and y'all won the national. championship that's fine. We played ours on time. We had LSU canceled the games. Ray and did. told so me Tennessee Tennessee didn't go to the bowl game, the COVID bowl, the virus. Missouri didn't go. South Carolina didn't go because of the virus. Okay. So I don't hear me. If y'all want to go back and watch the 2020 season, y'all do it. But I don't want to. So I don't want to play 10 conference games. If y'all want to, go that's on. That's
1: because if you're scared, so Jeff, say you're scared. That's, if that's if that, I, what I'm it sounds like. Why don't
0: we play 30 conference games in basketball see what happens?
1: Go do do for it. That's just one I mean, sport, you know, sport, Jeff. No play, though.
0: Well,
1: it's just one sport. If you want to point to the sport that your school is good at, then don't come at me talking about Alabama football. Cause it's, it's now, the now, same we're, thing. We're, we're good. Hey,
0: we're good. We're good at other stuff too. They won the volleyball last year. We I literally just said time. the same
1: thing about Alabama, we're dude. Four
0: time, <laughs> we're four-time rifle champions. So don't give this to me. Rifle we're, we're champions. Hurtle. We're oh. hurdle. We're, we're hurdle. Let we're me go call you. Auburn
1: about their basket weaving and and u- well, uh, Aquarian.
0: We're hurdle. We're hurdle. You, Sydney McLaughlin, uh, uh, Olympic champion. She was one and done in track. Okay, come on, Joe Quinn, Jeannie Harrison, Abby Steiner, right now. Is getting ready. She's a U.S. champion. Getting ready to go to the world championships. And she can, she can walk 200
2: meters. Jeff just wants to beat
3: up on Bowling she, Green. She can, That's she
0: what it is. can walk 200 meters. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants well, to play
3: Western it. Kentucky and. and, and I, don't Green, you know, I
0: don't give a damn about their wins. I don't give a damn. You were just saying you didn't care about the wins. Schools. That's right. I don't care. I'll play anybody. I want to, <laughs> as long as I beat them. I don't care. I'm not like you wanting to play 15
3: conference. Games. You don't want to play Alabama and LSU, we'll but you want to play, play Western Kentucky, so you can win. We're play Jeff sounds like he's time. got some big stones over here. <laughs> at
0: some point, at some point, we're going to play him. But see, what I'm like, what I'm not like, is people like you that want to play him in a four year period. Because 30 years ago, we didn't care about that, but we do now, don't we? We've got to play Things
1: change now. over a 30 year period, Jeff.
0: I'm gonna do the okay 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 I, I, I forgot I forgot that that's how hey, human I, existence hey, works hey, we change. y'all, changed. hang in there, Dave. Steve, don't find the air conditioner to get under and stay cool. Y'all hang in there, man.
1: <laughs> Max, please save me, buddy. <laughs> Dude, why do you even take calls from that asshat, dude? I mean, sometimes he's fun. Sometimes he's fun. I mean, today he was not fun. I mean, he speaks with his butthole. Like, I mean,
2: like, it's just diarrhea of the mouth. It's of the crap falling out of his mouth all the time. Dude. It's terrible. He needs some Imodium or something. To
1: stop it. Man, he needs some Pepto-Bismol. Yeah. <laughs> just I mean, just settle was- everything in his gut. <laughs> I understand that's an athletic director's job, and if football
2: drives the bus, and you pour your assets into that, look—you're well, successful. Look at—I mean, Alabama's athletic director. Yeah, he's trying to make all our sports great, but he knows where the bread's buttered, dude. Yeah, and look what he's doing—most do think- successful program in the country—and look how much money it brings
1: in. Why, why are we upgrading everything about Bryant Denny Stadium before we build this new basketball stadium? You know, well it, it is the breadwinner. You get Alabama football to where it's at right now. And that's when you're able to pour the resources into all the other sports. There's a reason the other sports are non-revenue generating. Your job as the AD is to make money.
2: (laughs) Right. You
1: just took the words out of my mouth. If your
2: cash cow or your golden goose sits on the left side of the fence, you feed him a whole lot. So he puts
1: out more eggs and then you can distribute to the other ducks. And you think you I mean, know that being at Kentucky, considering the basketball program is what feeds the the, the entire sports thing up there. And now football starting to reap a little bit of benefit. They can hold on to Bob Stoops and Stoops can build a program. It, it, it all works the same.
2: <laughs> well, all right. So where did that start? That started with the money that the big blue nation brings in on the basketball court, right? Exactly. Uh, you know, and if he wants to attack Alabama and talk about his synchronized swimming team and his damn chess team, <laughs> We're pretty damn good in gymnastics. We're good in softball, getting better in basketball. Well, look, I mean, our softball stadium looks pretty good. Where do you think that money came from? It didn't come from the softball team or the synchronized swimming team. No. I mean, good
1: But, I mean, even crazy. then, to, to point at Alabama's 2022 season of athletics and be like, oh, he you hasn't know, win any national championships. I think, first of all, I think uh, Mercy won an individual national championship, if I'm not wrong. Yeah. So, that, yeah, she did. And – but to look at all the team sports and say, oh, you didn't win any national championships, as if the past 150 years have not existed, where Alabama has the most football national championships, has natties in, 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 uh, in softball and anything else, like are you, track and whatnot, like are we really going to come after Alabama's athletic program at all for natties? That's silly. Didn't we win one a few years ago in golf, too? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, I th- just Thomas won one here, didn't he? Individual, I at least. So. Yeah, I mean, anyway, dude, I, I'll, I'll
2: let you go. I just I was trying to save you, uh, and then the diarrhea just kept going everywhere out of his mouth. It just, anyway, Jacob, roll tide. tied. Hey, dude, do you think there's any way we pull that Peter Woods kid because everything I'm hearing is Clemson all the way?
1: Uh, For the longest time I've heard absolutely no, that he wouldn't come here, but it was a couple weeks ago. Uh, Somebody told me that he was, you know, him and Jeremiah Alexander are, like, really tight. So I don't know how much weight that pulls. Uh, But, I mean, we're talking about a dude that put JSU in his top four or whatever just for respect. Like, I think he's fairly unpredictable, to be honest. I, I, I don't know. (laughs)
2: <laughs> didn't we get? A, didn't we just get a corner from his school, like a, like a cornerback oh, yeah. place for Thompson? Well, I mean what, what Thompson,
1: Yeah, Thompson. You know, just kind of feeds Alabama at this point.
2: <laughs> right. What's the corner's name we just got committed from Thompson?
1: Oh he, Joe. What What was that corner's name from from Thompson? Because it just left me the second he asked. It's.
2: The kid's a four- or five-star. No, he's that. a five-star. Like he is a five-star. Th- yeah, yeah. That be that Mitchell. Some Tony there. Mitchell, yeah. There you go, thank you. Anyway, I think that would help, wouldn't you? And Jeremiah
1: Alexander? Not the basketball player, Tony Mitchell. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, right. I mean, yes and no. I mean, those Thompson kids, they go all over the country. I mean, they're, they're pretty yeah. fantastic. And, I mean, you can be best friends in, in high school and not go to the same college and just go do your own thing, too. I mean, it's – I think it helps. I don't think it's like – something that anybody should hang their hat on when it comes to Peter Woods. I'd be happy to get him, but I've heard too many mixed things back and forth on it.
2: All right. Well, Jacob, I love your show, brother. Roll tide. I got to get back to work.
1: All right. Take it easy. Max, Max saved us. Max saved us. It's an eighties job to make money. Hence, you know, this feeds into the next point. So I'm going to take a break, but and, and this was an overarching point. I think, in a way, Jeff has helped the show get to the point of today's conversation about realignment. And it being, we might, could have seen this coming because of the college football playoff. The way these commissioners and ADs have been operating, it kind of makes a little bit of sense. We'll talk about it next You're on Off the Edge. Tied 100.9, nine. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
3: This This. is a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 Sports update. Update. With your Tide Sports Update, I'm Joe Gaither. Alabama football is 59 days away from kicking off against Utah State. The Alabama Crimson Tide stayed on fire on the recruiting trail. On Monday, the Tide landed number one Juco wide receiver,
1: Malik Benson, out of Hutchinson Community College in Kansas. Current Alabama offensive lineman, Javion Cohen, opens up about personal mental health struggles he's been facing. And finally,
3: the Alabama soccer team announced his 2022 schedule. The Tide will play a 20-game schedule
1: featuring one exhibition, 99 conference, and 10 SEC matchups. This has been a Town Square Media Tide 100.9 sports update. For more info on these stories, and more. Download the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9 presents Movies in the Park. It all happens at Government Plaza for free. And this Saturday we celebrate Christmas in July. And we're starting now to make sure kids across West Alabama have a Merry Christmas. We'll be collecting toys and gift cards for Toys for Tots at the movie this Saturday night. And to get you in the spirit, we'll be showing the holiday movie Elf.
3: Santa's coming to town!
2: (laughs)
1: So grab a baby doll, board game, a football, or a gift card and come on down to this family-friendly free event. Powered by Pepsi, Tuscaloosa Tourism and Sports and First Baptist Church of Tuscaloosa. For more info, swipe open the free Tuscaloosa Thread app. Awesome. Hello, this is
3: Martin Houston with Awakening. The team and I would like to invite you to this monthly community-wide praise and worship service featuring intimate worship and powerful preaching of God's word. Please join us at the link. That's 610 Watermelon Road, Northport, Alabama, or watch online at Empowerment Ministries on Facebook. That's Awakening, powered by Empowerment Ministries, the third Thursday every month at 6.30 PM. Please pray for us and join us if you can. We aren't going anywhere. Off the Edge is available in the podcast center on
2: Tide100.9.com.
1: Back here on Off the Edge with Jeff in Tennessee. I'm kidding. My name is Off the so, well. We'll get back to talking about pre-alignment here. Uh, The overarching point of what is happening in college football. Mason, can I get some help here with the music, please? The overarching point of what is happening in college football. You look at the ADs and the commissioners. And honestly, we probably should have seen this coming Back with the college football playoff talks of expansion. When those when those conference commissioners, when those ADs, when Notre Dame's AD, when they all got together and they're like, this is what's in our best interest, this is what we think, think about the timing behind it. The college football playoff contract is through 2025, right? When does Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC? When does USC and UCLA join the the Big Ten? That gave time for all of this, and before they settled on a new way to do the playoff, they wanted to be able to see what college football was going to look like. All these TV deals, with the exception of the ACC, who has a really bad one that extends all the way into twenty thirty six. Why you would it, why you would make any sort of TV deal that lasts that long? I, I, I don't know but we probably should have been able to see this coming. We probably should have been able to see that college football. I mean, we knew college football was going through changes, right? We knew it was evolving. I mean, this is a puberty that is 150 years due, right? Like it it is, it was bound to happen with NIL, with all the conversations around what was happening, something was going to have to change within the shift of it all. But with that being said, we could have seen it coming. Could have seen a lot of this realignment. Now, what what it's going to inevitably look like, that's a hard thing to look at. We can sit on the radio and we can say, I think the Pac-12 is going to die. We can sit on the radio and say, I think the Big 12 is going to die. Or that the ACC is going to die. Or that this is going to turn into the Big 10 and the SEC. They're going to divide the Power 5 amongst them, kick out all the undesirables. Sorry, Vandy, you're done. And, and move on with this is power... FCS football, or whatever they want to call it. I'm trademarking that one. Power FCS football, does that sound good? I'm okay with it. Uh, I should probably say FBS because that's actually the division of football that, that we're talking about here. Uh, power FBS football, right? Or or we could call it like Sith football, the power of two, right? Am I the only nerdy guy that got that joke? Anyway, it's easy to sit on the radio and, and say that. Like, this is the future of college football. But honestly, this is going to be one of the hardest things to predict. It makes a lot of sense for Oregon and Washington to go to the big 10. But if the entire pac 12 goes to the big 12, it makes sense for them to go there too. Cause you recognize your opponents and you know, you're better than them in the long run. And the big 12 is wide open. If the big 12 sat at 19 teams by absorbing the bulk of what the pac 12 is, if it's at 19 teams, who's the best team in that conference? Utah and Oregon. It's basically the Pac-12. Now, Cincinnati, BYU, uh, UCF, Oklahoma State, Kansas State, those teams all probably have a shot of rising another caliber. Baylor. Baylor. Fantastic shot. Baylor finished in the top 10 this past season. Don't, don't mean to disrespect uh, what they've got going on there with Dave Aranda. The dude... I'm, <laughs> First of all, this is the best thing that could have happened to Baylor. They may be able to actually hold on to Dave Aranda. Uh But the, the fact remains, the future of college football is a little bit uncertain. And by a little bit, I mean extremely. <laughs> but it shouldn't come as too crazy of a surprise. A lot of the realignment from a decade ago preceded some TV deals, preceded the college football playoff. This one is preceding another change to the college football playoff. We know expansion is coming and that it is a matter of time, right? That's all we've heard. It's going to change. We just don't know when. If we know how many power conferences there are, if everybody is settled into place, everybody's being taken care of as far as their TV deals, the conferences are more set in stone for another 10 years. Like they have been for the past. the college football playoff has an easier time taking shape. The college football playoff has an easier time of being something that makes complete and total sense and is fair and workable for everybody. And if the Power Five can make a definitive uh, split from the group of five, and the group of five programs that deserve to go up, like Boise, and the Power Five programs that deserve to go down, if you do that, and Jeff's not wrong, academics does play a part in this. Academics is a big reason why The Pac-12 has never entertained Boise State before. But right now, it's on the back burner because academics ain't going to pay the bills, Jeff. Football is. Football is. So we'll keep an eye on it and continue to uh, give it some coverage. Tomorrow we'll talk with Joey Blackwell. That's at 11 a.m. tomorrow. The Jay Barker Show is up next. Until then, I'll see you later. Big thanks to Mason. John, Timbo, Joe, Hardy just slipped in as well. So we'll see you tomorrow here on Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports.
2: Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. A hot, humid summer afternoon, the chance of a few scattered storms through the evening hours. Today's high, 95, below tonight, 77. Tomorrow, partially sunny with scattered mostly afternoon and evening thunderstorms. The high also, 95. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 81 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Now, Now. live.